Hello, welcome back to Tattoos and Torah, uh, where we talk about recovery, addiction, tattoos, fashion, art, all sorts of different things. Mostly what people think don't go with each other, right? Um, in Tattoos and Torah, we're here to look at a slightly different angle at life and at recovery and addiction and trying to help people put all the different parts together as they live in our, ourselves. That is, when we are able to bring those pieces together, we are able to heal part of the split, um, and it allows us to live a life of more integrity, of more honesty, uh, somewhat of a corpus callosum, as we talked in a different episode. Um, we have a very special guest today, uh, Dylan C. Hi. Hello. <laughs> um, by the way, I, I never made it explicit. It's implicit, I guess, for people who are within recovery talk or addiction talk, right? We uh, don't use the last name of people. It's a AA tradition. It's an AA thing. Uh, people sometimes can uh, choose a different name for themselves as well. It's part of the anonymous thing. So that's what we do. Um, although it's pretty clear <laughs> who is... Uh, talking in many cases. <laughs> I'm, o- I'm okay. Giving my full name is totally fine. Uh, yes, especially since uh, Dylan is a hairstylist. She works in the beauty industry. Uh, Dylan is responsible for some amazing, amazing and iconic looks. Uh, she's worked all over the place, um, all over the world, really. Different shoots, magazines. You've seen her work for sure. Uh, you can find her on Instagram, which is her full name. Uh, Dylan Chavez, Chavless, Chavless, Chavless. Sorry, Chavless. apologies, Chavless. Um, so uh, here we are for the anonymous part. Oh, wonderful! <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, what I would like to talk about uh, is all the things we just mentioned. But as always, we're going to study together um, and start. So uh, again, this is from Talmud. Um, this is from Tractate Baba Mitzia, and this is about a very specific rabbi a rabbi called Rabbi Yochanan. Um, so I'll start reading and then we can talk about it. <clears throat> rabbi Yochanan said, I alone remained from the beautiful people of Jerusalem. Then the Talmud asks, he who wishes to witness the radiance, the beauty of Rabbi Yochanan should do the following. He should bring a silver goblet fresh from the smithy and fill it with the seeds of the red pomegranate and frame its rim with crown of red roses, and place it in between the sun and the shade. The luster that reflects on the surrounding ground is a semblance of Rabbi Yochanan's beauty. Right, so the first story is uh, very interesting. Right, sort of if you want to get a glimpse of this mm. illustrious rabbi's beauty, this is <laughs> what you should do. Right. Yes. Um. Reactions, thoughts? It's a little excessive, but I don't I, I think I think there's I'm not I'm not great at reading stuff, you have to excuse me, but um I I don't know. I, I think there's something I really like excessiveness and unattainability. Um I think there's something special about it. Um and yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it has anything to do with this passage i like that but i don't know it's it, there's something completely um it stupid's not the word but it's just like there's something completely like like over the top uh, yeah the over right. the yeah there's something like there's excess yeah excess is the word sorry no um, good uh i'm just rereading it um 
yeah it's just there's something nice about the ritual there's like a ritual of beauty thing in there but like the ritual of appreciating it which is also nice that could be a lot of things but why wouldn't they just go see the rabbi himself like why would they want to witness his radiant like it's i don't know it's this i don't know i don't know how to explain it i, I um, understand that i mean in that time right this is a sort of clearly this is written after uh so he's dead he's been I dead. either yeah. dead i mean actually it could have been written at the time but it's but it's sort of this right this is pre-instagram right this is yeah. pre-instagram yeah, yeah. pre-video you can't send a picture true right mm, um and and right sort of this i would say right there's a room of this beautiful rabbi I think you picked up on what I think I think as well is sort of that it's it is excessive. There's, it's it's very over the top, right? Sort of like take the goblet right straight from the smithy while it's still warm right. with the pomegranate with the red and and this little pool of light that sort of is reflected somewhere on the ground, right? It's also, just just making just making the point of the like that the sorry I'm gonna start over. Um, just appreciating the rabbi for their beauty instead of being like a sick ass rabbi, like just the conversation and that this is how you, you appreciate a rabbi's beauty, I think is just something I don't think about when I think about rabbis or anybody in any sort of religious uh, context. Like I don't think about how beautiful they were. Like no one, I mean, maybe certain things I've written about how beautiful they are, but I've never, I've never read about a beautiful rabbi, I suppose. I think that's kind of funny, too. I, I love that. I, I think that's, in many ways, a lot of the essence of what we're trying to do here, which is to think about what the the Talmud, even this piece of text, which is 2,500 years old, tells us, right? That sort of, yes, I think in modern times, we somehow try and separate the sort of this ethereal, lofty rabbi, imam, guru, yeah. priest, right? And it's all about the inner beauty and the inner self right. and like how important. But but the truth is that we're not built like that as human. And I think the beauty is important. And here's something really honest about this rabbi was particularly beautiful. He's particularly handsome. But I think, yeah, I think there's also this funny notion that nowadays people are so worried with how things look and people used to be realer and be into what people are into. And I'm like, no. It's always been that way. It's just easier to express right. it now. Like people had like huge paintings made of themselves. They commissioned God knows how much time and money for. And I just like that 2,500 years ago, people are still wondering how beautiful this godly man is. I that's think right. That's funny. That's exactly like right. And I, th I think that's that's precisely the point, right? The human condition is the same. Right? Yeah, we don't change. As, I, th I think there's also like such an aspect that we've changed so much and people are so different and people care more, care less. It's just we don't change that much. We just put more restrictions on ourselves in some capacities. I, I agree think. with that. I don't, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think humanity's changed that much at all, personally. I agree with that. The, the, this story continues, right? Mm -hmm. um, that the Talmud then poses a question. It says... Really? This is this is this is really right? He's that beautiful? But the master, right, the, the voice of the Talmud says the radiance, the beauty of Rav Kahana, a different rabbi, was a semblance of the radiance, the beauty of Rabbi Habahu. And the radiance, the beauty of Rabbi Habahu was a semblance of the radiance of our forefather Jacob. And the radiance of our forefather Jacob was a semblance of the radiance, the beauty of Adam, the first man. Right? So 
interestingly, right, the first part of this is that, whoa, 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 he's this Rabbi, this, this Rabbi Yochanan is so beautiful, but we have a list yeah. of, right, <laughs> 25 sexiest rabbis in, in antiquities, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, he, he didn't make He the didn't make, right, people's BCE magazine. 2500 list. <laughs> That's right, right? We have yeah. a list, which is, again, right, 2500 years ago. So, like, yeah. w- wow, they have a list of, like, <laughs> <laughs> whose rabbi is most beautiful, right? And, and interesting enough, this is not women, right? This is men, right? This is part of their world, right? And, and right, he was as beautiful or as handsome as this and so forth and so on, right? So, to our story, it's like, that's great. We have this list, and this Rabbi Yochanan you speak of is not on this list. So I don't know what, why not? Because if he was so beautiful, he should have been on that list, right? Uh, and that's what the Gemara says, right? You know, however, Rabbi Yochanan is not in this list. Um, and what the answer is, I think, is fascinating. They say Rabbi Yochanan is different than all the others. He's different in that list, right? Why? Because he lacked the distinction of countenance. Right? That is translation. He didn't have a beard. All the other ones had a beard, like a physical beard. Oh. And he did not. He was clean shaven, right? In the other part of the story, we heard that when he was younger, he couldn't grow a beard. It just wouldn't, right? Some people can't grow a beard, right? But he was so beautiful, right? In this, and I, I guess I make a slight distinction of beautiful and handsome. He was so beautiful yeah. that um, he could not be part of that list. He wasn't the manly, yeah, you know, he sexy list. Ins- he was in the other list, but he was very beautiful yeah. in that list. Oh. Well, I mean... <laughs> you feel bad for him? I kind of feel sounds- bad for him a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. But also just the word semblance over and over and over and over and over and over again, like they all have to have reference to each other. Like, well, this person references this person who references this person who references this person. And I think that, again, you can really, like, it's just sad that, like, we still do this now. There's just no, there doesn't have to be a, it's again like this, there needs to be a reference point for what is beautiful. And at that time, it was the beard. And at one time, it was, you know, Baywatch titties. You know what I mean? Or at one time, it was specific kind of styles or whatever. But I just like that this big sage-like beard was the reference for handsomeness and for manliness at the time. But they're not talking about, like, war or bodies. or I don't know. It's, it's cool. It's also kind of cool to see that nothing is mentioned of like i feel like maybe i haven't read a ton of super super old texts but there's always a mention of like how many people someone was able to kill or how many armies they led and it's just about beards which is kind of great too i don't know here it's also not about how much torah they know or yeah, how smart yeah, they yeah. are yeah, it it's really just do, right this is about nothing to this do guy's with, hot. with their inner anything which is yeah. Well. So, right. So, right. What is interesting and why I chose this sex for us is, right, you are part of the beauty industry. Yes. Right. Um, you, like I said, sort of you've created images of both men and women for magazine covers that we see for runway shows all over the world. Um, I guess what would be your observation? So, like reading this, thinking about this, right, thinking about sort of the right the distance between or, or at least how the, tr- the distance traveled mm. of what beauty is, right? Sort of what's your take on sort of where we are and sort of I where just, you are heading, I guess. I, th- I think 
that it just doesn't the dialogue just doesn't change as much as we think it does honestly i think the subject matters change a lot but this is such a thing you just see now like let's say on a salon level right like you'll have a lady bring in six pictures of the same haircut on like six different kind of the same looking women in the same kind of clothes with the same kind of hair color and like style and like way they carry themselves and they're like which one should i have they're all so different and you're like no it's all in the same world it's all the same beard and then it's like a weird it just hasn't changed right i think it, it the oh, the only difference is it varies person to person and what that person finds attractive and then you kind of get that weird rare person that has no they don't have an idea of what attractive is and they need to be told what that is um but for this this feels like it could be now you just you know replace this you just replace this person who's like i think this rabbi's hot with somebody who's looking through i don't know a hustler magazine and they're only into like tan blondes and i'm like well this is hot and this other person's like no 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 you got to look at this chick she's from laos she's like way hotter but it's just like there's I, no, even no matter like I don't know like I think about this a lot like no matter how alternative something is or how new something is or like it still has its boxes and people still put boxes around it no matter what like nobody hasn't formed a box around anything and nobody hasn't formed a reference so the semblance with like you know I'm not even gonna, I'm gonna butcher these names so you gotta fine, rock me so the semblance of one fool looking like the other guy looking like the other guy looking like the other guy looking like Adam it's all in a reference and everybody just forgets that they have a reference from somewhere and something um, it's just like different years and like different political climates and different whatever it is for people so where I guess where uh, two questions I guess one right where do you find your references because right one of the things that I find interesting about this industry and in, in general in sort of the conversation with you is that you're one of these people who decides what yeah. is beautiful right so if you put it on a magazine and so be like oh I want that haircut right so if you're one of those people that decides you know what I want to do something different. I want to do this hair on this person. This is cool. Mm. And right. Sort of three months later, somebody's going to take your picture, right? The picture of something you created and be like, Oh, I want this. Right. Yeah, so yeah. how do you, right. How do you inspire yourself? What is your references? Right. Knowing that it all goes back, let's say to Adam the first. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I think it's interesting to see, right. I think it's mostly part of your responsibility, right? You have a certain responsibility of, of that oh, beauty. God, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. scary to think about. Um, I think it started with movies, honestly. Movies are my biggest reference. There's certain... And it's not even like, oh, I like that person's hair. There's like... People sometimes roll their eyes when I say this, but just energy behind characters and energy behind certain people are references. Like a bob is a bob. But a bob on Pris and Blade Runner is a very different bob if you put that haircut on like somebody who couldn't carry that energy like it's the references like and maybe this sounds corny but not so much like mm, I'll start over the reference isn't so much about like it's this thing in this place at this time it's more what can this person carry and even on a model you can see it on models and they're like oh, it doesn't matter, like, she's just tall, She, we can put this wig on her, and we can do this thing, we can make this thing. If the person does not have the right energy, 
it's going to look fucking corny or it's going to look contrived or fake. Like you'll see one really cool haircut on a really on a person that can't carry it. And this isn't about a face shape or, oh, their face was too fat or it was too round or whatever it was. This is about whether or not they feel beautiful with it. And I will always, always, always go back to that, which is also why when I did cut hair all the time in a salon, um, I had clients that wouldn't have to come back for months. I just wouldn't want, I didn't want to give anybody anything that would make them feel like they had to upkeep a persona. It's just about matching what the person has and maybe expanding upon what they're capable of. And I think that works though, even when you're creating like an artifice for a story or something that's completely out of control and going to be destroyed in a day, you still have to keep in mind who you're putting it on. So it sounds like you're an interpreter a little bit, right? So, right, because if somebody does yeah. come in with the picture, right? I want, right? I remember, right? I, I mean, I'm to my age, right? The Rachel, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Right? Or like about the Harry Met Sally kind of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, 100%. shag. And, and in many ways, they want that because somehow, I'm sure they're intelligent enough to know they won't look exactly like that. They're not going to be transformed. Sometimes. But, but, right? but <laughs> I think, the right, then, then you have to take the text yeah. and interpret it in a different way for them to feel beautiful, right? So in that, some you have to somehow connect to them, right? So I, I guess yeah. part of the question is somebody who's listening to this and thinking like, when I go to their hairstylist, right? Mm. So like, what should I do best? Should I just say like, do your thing? Should I bring a picture? Should I not bring a picture? Like, Ooh. right? And I think in that sense, because I think it's larger than that, like, right? We're constantly bombarded with images, right? Right? How do we discern which images are us and which images are not, right? How do we create that boundary? I think it's, I think that's a lot of, I have some people that will come and be like, look, this is what I want. I know it sounds crazy, but we're doing it. And like, I'm like, you know what? This person's ready for this. Or I'll have some people that have come and have been like, I think I want to try bangs. I'm thinking like maybe we should chop it. Do you think we should like chop it? Like, I feel like bangs think? is like the thing I've heard my whole life oh, with women Jesus and stuff like Christ. have yeah, bangs, man. not have it's bangs. Insane. Like I feel like that is like it's the like constant. It's like the thing. Like, <laughs> oh my God, it could still be long, but it'll be like totally different. And you have to in that moment decide like you have to feel it. Like truly it becomes like a gut thing for me. Like you have to like I, it, I'm really actually shy unless I know somebody really well. Or unless I'm touching somebody's hair, like that's where I feel like, okay, I'm like, that's like my, I'm, I'm on. Like, it's the only time I'm on. Like, God forbid you run into me outside of doing hair. It's really sad, but um, <laughs> it's disappointing, I promise. <laughs> um, but part of it is like, I can feel if somebody's ready for something. Or I can feel if they're being impulsive or if they got a weird text from a dude or like, well, this guy I really want to fuck. He only fucks girls with bangs. I should get them and I, shit you not like a lot of people think this Dude, way. Oh, that. oh my god. Well, they don't say it out loud, oh. but but you but, but somehow I, it comes into the conversation. I I 100% has come into the conversation cuz no one wow. actually wants to say it out loud cuz it's an embarrassing thing to say. I see that's the thing. I mean, I, I want to say all done stupid shit right, like but that. I, I want to say in general like is that really true? I mean, I don't so like I feel like that's fashion, right? Everybody has a Louis Vuitton bag and makes them right. look cool and right, successful. Right. I want a Louis Vuitton bag, right? So like, in the bags, like I would feel like, yeah, if right, if this guy I'm interested only fucks blondes, I, you know, for sure, I'm gonna like go to the salon and be like, <laughs> you know, what if I'm a blonde? Like that would be that ups my chances, right? There's something. I guess it does, but but then it goes into. I mean, it's real. 
it is real. It's very real. And I don't knock it. If somebody I would honestly fuck with and respect so much if somebody came in and said, yo, I really want to fuck this person. They only <laughs> like girls with short hair. Right. Me, I got it. I got to try it. I try and talk them off the ledge, but I'd kind of respect that honesty. Um, but it's so much too like. There's just some people that want to follow things. So there's also understanding that not everybody, this concept that we're all different and we're all individuals and we all have our own voice is fucking bullshit because some people don't. I like all the people's voice, Dylan. Oh, you like yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it? It's just not everybody has that. And that's also okay. Like, I think it's cooler if somebody comes in and is like, I don't want to look cool. I kind of want to blend in. I want to be kind of run of the mill. That's truly you and that's honest and that's beautiful. Like that's incredible. Right. Like you genuinely listen to what plays on the radio. That's the shit you listen to. You buy the stuff that the magazine says, this is what people are wearing this year. You're like, fuck, gotta find a pair of those. That's what people are wearing this year. And if that's what makes you happy, that's incredible. On the flip side though, if you're unhappy in that, it's really sad. And it's really nice to try and help people kind of explore other sides of themselves. Um, I've done a lot of that with people. There's a lot of, there's also just a lot of, um, and you'd think in 2020 it would be different, but there's still so many hangups about what's okay or what's not okay or what's too feminine or what's too masculine or, you know, or what makes me look more x or more y like whatever that is and it's um but there's a blending into wanting to look you know quote unquote alternative too there's a total blending right. in aspect of that as well which there's a you know i mean th that's the thing right so i think part of the question i think one of the interesting things for for me because again i think it's part of what i'm trying to say that's different than most rabbis in that sense is that how you present yourself is really important. What you wear Absolutely. is just important sometimes as what you say, not in terms of the validity of it, but in terms of how you look is the first thing people see about you. You feel different too. Right. No, for sure. I'm, I'm not even talking about that, which yeah, we can yeah. in a second, but like just, just the, the way you, right, the way you Absolutely. dress, the way your hair is, the way, right? People immediately make assumptions and you can control that. And in that sense, I think that's really important. And when we play that down, I think when we, right, sort of like don't give it enough importance i think it either either means as as anna winter says like you're afraid of it you're afraid of fashion and whatever fashion means for you mm -hmm. right which then you should ask yourself why am i afraid of it right or right you sort of really are uh, neglecting a really powerful tool you can have in your arsenal about about the world and i think one of the interesting things you said about sort of like blending in is i think at the core of a lot of a lot of our addiction sometimes is that Sometimes we wish to be normal, right? Uh, like sometimes, oh, right? All of us feel like, yeah. oh, right, I wish. I would love it. Right? I, I wish I could just be like everybody else. Now, yeah. right, part of me is saying, like, there's no such thing. Everybody feels exactly the same way. But I think that sort of looking like, oh, if only I didn't look like this, feel like this, think like this, I would be maybe, quote unquote, normal. And I think that's a real yearning. Yeah, or it's just like a yearning for things to be easier. Right. Like, Absolutely. I, in my brain, it would be easier if. I wanted a nine to five and I wanted to get married and I wanted to go to the gym five days a week at seven in the morning before I went to work. Like if I wanted routine, right? 
And then I get routine. Which I totally support, by the way. Routine is very important. We talked about this. Routine is so... No, I start to lose my shit without a routine. Like, I've started to make one, and it's really cool. Um, I think everybody needs routine to some capacity. I just wish mine was really plebeian. Right. Like, I wish I had a run-of-the-mill routine. I wish part of my routine wasn't, like, staying up until 3 in the morning, like, jerking off and doing the crossword puzzle. Like, that is not okay. Like, I should go to bed at a reasonable hour and get up and take care of myself. But but it is okay. It, that's because that's you, no? Uh, it's part, it of, it's I mean, part of who you are, so right? I mean, I so hard to do anything so else. So why not just can't. be you, right? Why yeah. not just, like, I'm okay, no, right? I, and not sort of, like, right, attach any shame and guilt around it. Not that I'm saying that you are. Mm-hmm. But it's like, this is just who I am. And, yeah, I, yeah. and I need to lean into it in that yeah. sense. Yeah, and I've just fully... I mean, I, don't, I always kind of have, like, I guess... Just let my freak flag go, you know, like I don't really have it. It doesn't really hide. I've tried to hide it. I have this like really amazing experiment I want to try where I wanted to get like a really beautiful, long, like medium brown lace wig, cover my tattoos, put on a pair of heels and go sit at like the Grand Central Oyster Bar and like have a drink. I just want to see how differently I would be treated. Let's do it. I'm, I'm, I'm down. I'm, I know you'll come I'm with that, me. Absolutely. 100%. I, know I mean, I like even yesterday, I like I yesterday I was like, you know what? I'm having a shit morning. I need to get out of the house and like do something nice for myself. And like one of the ways, speaking of presentation, one of the ways I felt really good throughout the day is I like did a face mask in the morning and like wore something maybe more feminine than I usually wear and like slicked my hair back really clean and put lipstick on and like put my hair in a scarf. And I was like, wow, I feel it's amazing. Like I I still felt like myself. Yeah, 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 100%. I still felt like myself, but there was like a different like feminine power that I think nowadays too, which is interesting. Another thing going back to haircutting is a lot of uh, women whose hair I cut or hair I do wants to pull away from what's too feminine. And I, I think I don't realize like how much power feminine energy has like it's destroyed cities it's amazing i think i mean that could be a whole nother hour i could talk about that for sure and the power of how you carry yourself and how you feel and it comes from the inside like i stood differently it was completely manipulating the world around me in like a totally different no 100 percent. and it was amazing it was incredible there's no doubt. There's sort of a lot of it, right? Again, we go back to energy a lot, right? In that sense, but it's but all I, about that. But I also, but I want to talk a little bit about that, right? Because right, sort of like I, I wish people could. I mean, they can. They can look at your Instagram, which is, by the way, amazing, right? One of the interesting <laughs> things you. about about you in that sense is that um, that you do have um, a look, right? That although it keeps changing, right? But you do have okay. a look, right? You you have very very visible tattoos, right? Sort of you. Your hair is, you know, right? So one of my favorite things, right? So like you, some kid <laughs> just said, oh, I want to be a hairstylist. You're like, oh, here's some scissors and give you a haircut, right? And you're yeah. like, yeah, this is cool, <laughs> right? So like, right? So there's a very um, quote unquote alternative. I hate that word, but like alternative yeah. sort of look to you, right? Um, and yet you are so in this bastion of like glamour, vogue, beauty things. Yeah. And, and I guess so, I, I guess sort of talk a little bit about that space that allows you to sort of play with this femininity, right? On one day, yeah. sort of like put on heels and lipstick and sort of become sort of, right, this more feminized, if you will, version yeah. of Dylan. On the other hand, be like, no, I'll, you know, fuck, I'm not shaving my armpits. Like, why? For who? No. Right? So so there's a, there's a tension there, right? So, like, can you talk a little bit about that? 
Um, it is definitely, I feel like I'm lying. Like, I feel like when I dress up or put on like a more conventionally feminine outfit, I feel like I'm catfishing people. Like, I feel like a liar. And I know that's not true. Like, I know that is a part of me. Obviously, it's there. Um, I feel the need, the urge to do it from within. So it is within me. Um, and also, I just... I just have always kind of fucked with myself. Like I don't know. I had a really strange relationship to my body as a kid. I was completely athletic and tiny and just was a beanpole. And the second, like I had like a very, very early awareness of the power of my body. I remember in middle school is when I hit puberty in eighth grade. So I was 13 or 14. I got my period. And then out of nowhere, I woke up in the morning and I went from being flat chested to having like huge C tits and an ass. And I was like, I flipped out. I cried. I called my mom. I was like, I got to get, I have to wear a fucking bra now. Like, what is this? And I used to tape my breasts down every day. I wanted absolutely nothing to do with my body. I hated it so much. And the thing that really, really brought, I, I think the thing that I hated the most about it was there was a guy I had a huge crush on all through middle school. We both had the same name and the same last initial. We were both Dylan C. So I was like, this could never work in my tiny brain. I was like, we're doomed. <laughs> like, we have the same name. It's basically star-crossed. Like, this is horrible. And we were friends. And I thought I was smart and funny. And we liked the same things. And we kind of listened to the same music. And he did not give me the time of day until I had tits. And then all of a sudden, I was interesting. And so... As a kid, I realized, like, it just hit me at a young age. Like, it just doesn't matter as a girl what you have on the inside. As long as you can reproduce children and you have, like, a nice rack, people will listen to you. And I, I think I've fought that for so much of my life. But now I'm like, wait a minute. I can manipulate whoever the fuck I want with this. Like, this is incredible. Like, And it was cool yesterday to have, like, a quote-unquote sexier outfit on. And not have to open a fucking door. Didn't pay for my drink. Person walked away after they bought it and said, thank you so much for letting me buy you a drink. I was like, this is sick. How is this not as powerful as my day-to-day with the, you know, the kind of like suit I feel most comfortable in, which is like my shitty jeans that have holes in the crotch and my horrible t-shirts and my bad haircut. So... So it's I, just, uh, yeah, I mean, I like both. But Are you the Rabbi Yochanan of the right? I am, I am. You didn't have, your breasts didn't come in, and all of a sudden... All of a sudden right? they came in, except I do have a beard that I have to shave, so that's where <laughs> me and this man do not... We do not intersect Thank in that Thank you for capacity. radical honesty. Oh, 100, I'm Greek too, it comes with the territory. Um, but yeah, I. It's uh, it's been cool though to just be happy... Like, truly, the past few years, just be like, you know what? I look fab. You, you I don't do, really you do care. look fab. I it, just, like, I don't care. Right. And it's nice also in the industry I work in, in working in, you know, like doing like campaigns where it is the most commercialized, hyper uh, America westernized form of beauty. And the, mo- you know, sometimes you have to do things where you're like, fuck off I'm just pushing a standard that I looked at as a kid and was like I will never look like this however I feel like having people 
that aren't that kind of run-of-the-mill person involved can help push boundaries for what that is. And so hopefully I become like a weird mole. So, is, so is in that in that, that sense, you are, right? In that sense, again, so like for right. your followers on Instagram, yeah. in general, and in right. the industry, you walk in a room, people do respond to that, right? So oh, like, I respect that, right? Well, so people like are always like, oh my God, no offense, but I didn't think you could do like really beautiful hair. Like no offense. <laughs> like no offense. Like don't take this in a bad way at all, but... I just didn't think you could do anything beautiful. And I'm like, you just called me an ugly, crazy looking bitch. That's totally Pretty fine, much. Kathy. But thank you so much. Pretty much. Um, but it's cool to... Do you enjoy that? I do. do I love enjoy, it. Right? Do you enjoy Fucking that? This, right? Like this sort of oh, like God, right, yeah. subversive part. Like, I feel, I like, I feel like that sometimes too. I when just, sort of like I walk in a room, right? I have tattoos, blah, blah. I look this in a way and people are like, you're a rabbi. Like even today, I met somebody today and somebody... Where are you going to get buried? And so, Everyone's right, favorite question. That's, yeah, of course. <laughs> which, is, which is of course not true, right? This is an absolute myth. If you're listening, you can have tattoos and be buried in yes. a Jewish cemetery. It literally, it, it is literally something that Jewish mothers invented to dissuade their children from yeah, not it's a lie. You got, but you got but lie aside too. from that, right? So people are like, who who gave you smicha? Who ordained you? Right? Sort of like, and I was right, really trying to not get offended and be like, okay, this person's really yeah. curious. He's never met yeah. anybody like me. I'm trying to really be kind and compassionate with this. But in that sense, it's funny you talk. I, I was thinking as you were talking also about this Rabbi Yochanan, sort of like, right, that one of the reasons I grew a beard many, many years ago, I've had it for a long time, is because if I'm clean shaven, I look very young. Mm. You know, and nobody would take me seriously. Yeah. And all of a sudden I put a beard on. Right. And thank God I can, you know, I can grow a nice beard. I have nice whiskers. Yes, you do. Um, thank you. Um, but all of a sudden people actually sort of like listen to what I said in a completely yeah. different way. It's distinguished looking. Well, it's right. this idea of this is what it's. I mean, even in the text, it's it's beautiful. It's power. It's man. That's it's, right. This is what it is. It's not boyish. Right. But, you know, both are great. Um, I think so. I mean, at least I would like to hope so. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I think because, and I'm not as young now, but when I started, I was working on jobs where everybody was 40 and up and I was 25. And that was really, really, really hard to be the youngest person at the job because you look the youngest and you are the youngest and people just don't take you seriously. And I cut up, I, I mean, I think I just, I don't feel any different internally. I cut all my hair off um, in September. But I am taken so much more seriously with this short, way more aggressive haircut. Like nobody fucks with me or questions a thing I say. And also nobody, people think I'm older now, which is fine. But nobody. (laughs) I am a little bit older. But like even even last year when I had this long, flowy, kind of feral, pretty hair. It was red. It read as young to people, and maybe not as serious. And I think that's just internal. People just internalizing that the feminine isn't serious, as well. That in order, if you are serious, you got to have like a short, crazy haircut and like wear pants. And that's still, I don't care how. I don't care how you know, quote unquote, progressive somebody is, or what year it is, or what world they work in. That if you are of a certain age, like the idea of you don't take women as serious. Like you've had to train yourself to take women as seriously, as seriously as you take men or maybe older women. You just do. People will take a young boy more seriously on set and more capable of shooting a story. He's like, oh, he's 22. He's killing it. He like skates all day and has an art gallery and also has this camera. It's insane. He's going to shoot this new story. And that doesn't happen as much for young women. And I think a big part of that is people's, like without even realizing it, their own like subconscious like mild prejudice 
against what a young woman is supposed to be doing and what a young woman is capable of doing. Um, and I, I think about that a lot. And I think about since I've cut my hair off, I'm like, oh, nobody questions a fucking thing I say. This is great. It's become like a, you know, like a, like armor, basically. Not armor that's like, you know, trying to keep people away. No, no, but, but I think that's, I think that's very interesting, right? Because I think, right, I, I often refer to my tattoo sometimes as armor. Yeah, absolutely. Right? It's sort of because it allows me to sort of control a bit. Yeah. Sort of how people see me. And absolutely. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Right? And yeah, so it sounds nice. like sort of this short hair or even your tattoos, right? Because again, so right, you walk in a room and you, you don't present as right as the the typical hair stylist yeah. person, right? Yeah, I mean, I think especially for so it does keep for us me, safe. Yeah, it, it's it's a it's definitely like a my favorite thing a stylist said to me on a job was, "God, you're so much nicer than I thought you were gonna be." And I was like, "What is that supposed to mean?" She was like. Oh, I just heard from like a few people that you were nice to work with, but like I looked at your thing and I was like, this girl's got to be a bitch. And I was like, why do I look bitchy to you? And she's like, well, I'm like, well, what? I was like, just tell me, I want to know. You're a fashion stylist. Like you work with freaks all day long. Like I want to know what about me looked bitchy to you. And it came down to really, really rudimentary, stupid things in this day and age. Like, oh, well, you have tattoos or your hair's short or my favorite is you don't smile in any of your photos. Which is true. It's very true. No, I have a horrible <laughs> smile in pictures. I like smiling, but it doesn't read well in photographs. For um, the record, she smiles a lot and laughs do. a lot. <laughs> like for the record, I've seen you yeah, smile I'm a lot. I'm a happy person. <laughs> um, but I think about, then I look at other hairstylists' pages, you know, you have your, there's a slew of, you know, gay male hairstylists who are like wet in a mirror with a Speedo in their package and like a very serious face. And those guys don't get told they're too serious or too scary looking. They're like, oh, those are men. They're serious. They're distinguished. But well, I, I find it very hard to find somebody distinguished like all, you know, oiled up and like yeah, in their Speedos. I mean, and I can, you know, count their veins on their thighs, like hardly distinguished. Yeah. But again, it hey. can be hot. And I'm, I'm. I'm you know, I, I, I will enjoy the picture, but like, I don't think. But that's the thing is, is those pictures are, you know, the idea of like the very like, like heteronormative cis gay man in, you know, the culture of fashion in that world and that very like West Hollywood presenting mask man where it's like oiled up, you know, very like going to like Ibiza for the summer, like completely like just man is that's okay as something sexual and aggressive that's considered okay versus me where i've been told like oof maybe you should tone it down i'm like his asshole's in the photo why do i have to tone it down <laughs> this guy got hired over me you're telling me it's because my picture is too aggressive i can see his ring like this is not what this comes down to not his wedding ring the, no not his wedding ring like the problem isn't sexuality the problem is still uh kind of like aggressive feminine sexuality Sexualism. which but it's it's just so funny in a world where they're sell we're selling and we're, we're selling what is sexy right and we're trying to make that but the people who are making it aren't always right. you know so what do you find sexy oh god all sorts of stuff um i think my my track record in terms of people i've had sex with is all over the place it's really funny. Um, 
there's no physical thing. Right. Um, I need brains. Okay. You need to be in like sapiosexual. Yeah, I guess sapiosexual is such a funny word. Um, and it doesn't even have to be something I'm into. Just be into something, like really into something. I don't need to like it as long as it's not like fracking. Like if you're really into <laughs> fracking, you're like I can't back that, you know. But it and it's, it's so somebody with a passion, somebody with yeah, a thing, right? yeah. It's like I right? I can't go home to somebody again who I'm hyped that. and I come home every right. day and they get home. I'm like, how was your day? And they're like, oh, let's talk at the office right. again. I want to fucking die. I'm like. Dog, you're 28. Change it. Like I it's can't funny, right? Because I, I, we often talk about in terms of recovery, sort of like right, sort of rekindling your passion, finding yeah. something yeah. that you can be passionate about. Find it doesn't something ha- else it, to be right, addicted it, it to. It doesn't, right? Jesus. And I think I think it was years ago I heard like Martha Stewart, right? Of all people, although I do love her, oh, I uh, love say, her. Uh, I, I, I'm probably like like not saying the right thing, but it was it was in the vein of like I could never be with somebody who doesn't collect something, huh? Right, sort of like that. You gotta collect. I, like I don't that. care what it is, right? Yeah, but yeah, collect yeah. something. Yeah. Have a passion. Okay. Right. Find something that yeah. ignites it. Right. Which I think again is so much about a life of meaning and recovery, and sort of where a lot of the, sort of this conversation in our world sort of come to. Right. So like, I love that. Right. Be passionate about something. It's just, and that's the thing is, it's like it is. Like I hate. Oh, I had somebody. I was on a date with somebody, and they had asked me. And it really tripped me out. And they'd asked me, um, okay, give me like a two-minute bio. Don't tell me that you're from Los Angeles, though. And don't tell me anything about doing hair. And I couldn't answer the fucking question because my entire life is doing hair. And it really, really sent me. And I was like. Interesting, because I I can think of a million things. I'm happy you can. Maybe you could teach me what they are. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, but like, right. So like, it's always easier from the outside. But like, right. right? It just took me so off guard. And I was like, I've made this thing that I love so much day in and day out, just my identity. And I realized that is, that is what I think about 90% of the time. Constantly, constantly, constantly. I like don't sleep without thinking about it. Um. And it really threw me for a whirl. But yeah, sexy is a lot of different things. I don't. My first movie crush was Willem Dafoe in Platoon. That killed me. Um, that's a little hard to. Uh, as a standard, I would say that's a little hard. No, right? so like, there's that one scene. If, right, if you, there's if you, that scene. No, but like, right, if you're interested in Dylan, like, right, that's a, that's the standard you have to live up to. Or like, I would say, like, good luck, buddy. It's like Cro-Magnon man, <laughs> physically. Like, it's got to be. Yeah, I love a defined brow bone and I love an underbite. Interesting. Yeah. I'm not even going to. I do. I just, I do. Uh, if those are physical traits. Um, but yeah, I think it can be. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I don't know. It's, okay. um, I think we answered that. Um, different question, I guess, sort of before, before we wrap up. Yeah. Um, being who you are, being in this industry, being that so many young women and girls sort of do sort of uh, uh, right sort of um, feed from magazines and yeah. Instagram and all these things. Like, um, do you have any advice? Do you have any thoughts about like you know sort of like mm. you know how do you come into your own? Like what to look for? Right. So like right. I think there's so many people who struggle with sort yeah. of the images bombarded at us and, and they don't know. And, and right. I'm very fortunate. Right. Some would say privileged. Right. So like, right. I'm a, 
I'm a right cis white white male, right? Yeah. So in that sense, I don't I don't walk around in um, with a sense of dread in, in my world. Not to yeah, say yeah, that yeah. Sort of others don't, cool, but of course, one of but the things I, I noticed moving to New York, um, I was walking the other day uh, in the subway station and it was fairly crowded, and I was walking and I was on my phone, like right, like many people, and I realized that I was walking in a complete straight line. Yeah. People move out of your way. People move out of my way. Yeah. And then I was, I sort of, all of a sudden, sort of like noticed that sort of I didn't bump into anybody. And then I sort of looked up and just st- stood there for a second looking. And I realized, of course, um, everybody sort of moved away from my lane. But if yeah, yeah. you, the women or the people who were not white right around the side, so they constantly swerved. Oh, I shove people now. Right. I have but advice for that. I, I know. But, but right. So, <laughs> So right, so I, I, I do. I right. feel I have a certain amount of privilege in that sense. But so, what would you say to the young girl, right, okay. the women who consume what you produce? It's hard. I don't. I don't know how I could be a young girl with Snapchat and Instagram. I think about how much I never want to relive ages twelve to fourteen, and I can't imagine having. And it's a double-edged sword. I think. I think the. My advice is to really take the time and be okay with liking the things you like and getting into it. Like, I think the thing that bums me out the most about Insta, the coolest thing about the internet is you can find anything now. If you want to be super into something, there's a fucking archive for it. Some freak has archived something for 30 years and you can download the whole thing and learn it and that's cool um i think that you should spend your time doing that and i think it's also god to be i just don't ever want to be that age again um i just understand that everybody else probably wants to die and is having a miserable time Everybody's just as sad as you are. Everybody's just as sad. <laughs> Everyone truly is just I, as sad I as agree. you are. Some people are just better at hiding it. I agree. We, I, if, I, we say a very similar thing. I think that everybody struggles with the same thing. It's right? horrible. E- everybody feels awkward. Everybody feels I found anxious. A, everybody yeah, has the same thing. I found a journal of mine from 12 and every day started with, I want to fucking die. Oh. And I legitimately wanted to die at that age. Like right. I hated existing. And there was a lot of stuff going on, but... All of my journal entries were just about trying to navigate the world at that age. What would you tell her? It's just just make it past fourteen. Like make it after past 14. I tell and Hold I, on. I used to, yeah, I when I used to cut some I had some clients who were kids and these girls they'd be come in miserable and I'm like, What happened? And the whole life would be over and I was like, Wait, how old are you again? And they'd say thirteen. I'm like, I'm gonna let you know something now. Don't end it until after. If you still feel like you got to end it after 14, like maybe get some help. But you are going please get to some help. please get some help. <laughs> you are going to hate. You're just going to hate yourself. Right. Truly. And it's not your fault. It's just it's just chemical and scientific. Um, but I think also don't believe everything you see. As funny as that sounds, you know, from an insider take. I've done a lot of influencer hair and most of them aren't as hot as they look. So don't worry about it. I and they're like also, that. they aren't. They really just fucking aren't. They're yeah. really good at Facetune. They're really good at angles. Like, that's an art in itself. They're making money from it. They're not as hot as they look. And a lot of them are not as interesting as they seem either. So don't trip. 
I like that. I like I like that. I like I like to end on that, right? Sort of right. <laughs> ask ask the questions. Be curious. Find something that really yes. motivates you. Yes. Don't worry about the list. And don't worry about the influences because no. you know from somebody who knows them, they're not all what they seem to be. No. So just be you. Yeah, be you. I mean, as cheesy as it sounds, be you. Find people like you. Kvetch about the same stuff and like have a good day. I like you know? that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, thank you again, everybody, for joining us. Tattoos and Torah will be here next uh, Friday. Uh, you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on Anchor uh, and Spotify, of course, as well. Uh, like we said, sort of Dylan's um, uh, uh, Instagram is Dylan Chavless. C H A V is in Victor L E S. There you go. Uh, follow her. It's pretty rad. I like it a lot myself. Um, and sometimes we even get into it on the oh, <laughs> on yeah. Instagram. So sorry, Liz, you get you get a chance to to. Uh, I'm gonna make a zine of Iggy attacking me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I, I prefer constructive criticism. Yes, yeah, uh, constructive right. criticism. Um, <laughs> but also. Uh, we are out of the Chuva Center uh, on Instagram, Chuva Center, or my personal Instagram, IgelGM, and Twitter, or uh, Not Your Rabbi. Thank you again. I'll see you next week. Thank you.